You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome in to another edition of the PHNX D-Backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia. Of course, I am your mayor of Putting Town, which is what Putting World actually is. Did you do better than me? I think I did. I think what I, did. I killed you, it out were there. Were you like at par, above par, I was. Par? I was. I was four. After 18 holes, I was four strokes above par. Oh, see, I was one stroke above par, no, I believe, That's after impossible. 10 holes. There's no way. Which if I you, I didn't that. get, I didn't have enough time to finish, but if you extrapolate that over 18, I do believe yeah. that that makes it clear that the I am a better putter than side. you. Okay, this is Jesse Friedman, a blatant liar, by the way. Also, uh, Thunderstick <laughs> and my vice mayor. I'm going to bust you down to deputy mayor here soon enough. But uh, I am incredibly bad at golf, but I can hold my own at putting I'll tell there. you, that place was a blast. Uh, it was it a good time. I, I thought it was going to be more of a miniature putting, uh, miniature putt place. And I, I even put, put, uh, poked fun at Saul for bringing his own putter, and he ended up being very on point uh, with that idea because you definitely needed your own putter but of course we thank you guys for being here whether you're a diehard whether you're not a diehard if you're not a diehard make sure to join us over at gophnx.com of course you'll get all sorts of wonderful benefits including joining our discord uh, lounge which is the best place to be an arizona sports fan all sorts of uh exclusive content for diehards only over there as well as of course that free t-shirt you get for being a diehard over at the phnx locker but uh we welcome you guys in because we are very excited we do have that shirt in our locker that says we are fucking dangerous and of course the man that coined that phrase is none on, none on other than our very own Tori Lavolo, who is not going anywhere, folks. Tori Lavolo has been extended now through the 2026 season, according to Nick Pecoro and Steve Gilbert. And this is very exciting news, uh, very exciting news, because Tori uh, was obviously uh, such a big part of the reason why this team made it as far as they did. And I know so many of his players, specifically Evan Longoria, who really yes. went to bat for him uh, about the whole NL manager of the year thing, which we'll get to here shortly. Oh, it's right there. There he there is. Yeah. Is. Uh, Tory, Tory was, even though he was extended by the Diamondbacks, he is not a National League uh, manager of the year finalist, which is a little surprising. Uh, and again, we'll get into that. But Evan Longoria, for sure, uh, not happy here with his Instagram post that says whoever votes for manager of the year missed big on this one with an adorable picture of Tori smiling for those of you listening on the audio side that can't see it. And he said, and how this is the NL manager of the year and it really shouldn't even be close. What a joke. And then he added MLB and D-backs and Baseball Writers Association of America. And that, he, he just 
did a bunch of hashtags. He's yeah. hashtag baseball writers association. He's mad. America. You know he's mad because that's a lot to write out, right? You're <laughs> fucking mad when you don't write BBWAA, right? He went for the whole name. I nearly voted for for manager of the year, but I wound up voting for for rookie of the year instead. So my hands are clean. This <laughs> no blame um, over here. But what, I mean, I, I I definitely understand. There's a case to be made that he. Obviously, uh, the regular season didn't go the way that they wished it would would have as far as their record goes. We know about the collapse that we refer to as the dark times on this show. Uh, but we also know that this team went from a 110 loss team just a few seasons ago uh, to being now a playoff team. And we know what they did once they got in the playoffs. But I understand that's not part of the voting because that's yeah. done before that point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a regular season award uh which maybe it shouldn't be i mean i guess there's a there's maybe a case yeah, to be made there because but it's crazy i mean the performance in the, in playoffs the postseason is, is still feels like a huge part of managing. yeah yeah you could make a case that this is an award that really should be factoring in you know the fact that tori lavello helped the diamondbacks get all the way to the world series and correct you know that that is not at all factored in because my understanding is these balance are all cast before the playoffs even start uh so yeah Tori Lovello probably should have been one of those finalists, right? Should have been another one of these. These are man- this is Tori Lovello, manager of the year bobblehead with his arms up in the air like there you that. Go. We need we needed another one of those. Maybe him spewing f bombs uh, through a little button you press. I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I would love to have that speech recorded and maybe bleeped, but still on there as a recording. That would be great. It was interesting who the other who the other finalists it was. were. It was um, Craig it, Council, who has been the target of a lot of hate. Yeah, Chicago uh, Cubs manager Craig Council <laughs> did win the manager of the year. Award. Brewers fans are mad, guys. Brewers fans. When I made that comparison yesterday, that people wanted me fired for, rightfully so. Uh, I, I really didn't know. I didn't think it was that bad. But I, from 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 Brewers tweets, from things I've seen on uh, the Big X dot com, uh, they're 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 mad. Like they have said that Craig Council is now like the most hated man in Milwaukee sports, and I know that that might be uh, a little bit hyperbole right now. But I mean, that's that's how they feel right now about him going to the Cubs. I mean, it came down to the money, right? I mean, it mm-hmm. seems pretty clear mm-hmm. to me. I mean, I'm I'm not having all of these inside conversations regarding this, but. It seems to me that if the Milwaukee Brewers had come out and, and beat this offer from the Chicago Cubs, Craig Council probably would have been happy to return. Uh, but the Milwaukee Brewers don't have access to the kind of money that the Chicago Cubs do. Mm-hmm. And uh, hence, Craig Council is now manager of the Chicago Cubs. We're here to talk about Tori Lovello. Yeah, we are. Why are we, are we doing this? Oh, well, if Council. we're getting off track, I want to say I'm very excited to announce that I've accepted a qualifying offer from PHNX. So I'm not You got going the qualifying anywhere. offer. I got the qualifying offer. Darn it. Did you Is not it, get the qualifying offer? No, I didn't get the qualifying shit. offer this year. No. Did you go with Boris? No. <laughs> At least I, I get tried to get back. Boris to sign me. What? At least we'll get a pick back when Derek leaves. Correct. Correct. <laughs> uh, <but> yeah, <laughs> they did it knowing that Derek was going to reject the uh-huh. qualifying offer, and yeah, they really just wanted to draft I'm just, pick. I'm just, out, I'm just out here for the money, folks. Didn't want to that's let all I'm here for. Once a pro wrestling podcast wants to pay me more, I'm out of here. No, that is a joke because I will not deal with those fans. I will say this, though. Tori Lavallo being extended through 2026. Uh, fantastic news. Tori Lavallo being snubbed for manager of the year. Not so fantastic. Like you were saying, Craig Council, one of the candidates that is questionable as far as, you know, having one of the best pitching staffs and doing what they did. I mean, they weren't exactly an electric team that that lit the league on fire by any stretch of the imagination. But they did win their division, which is what, you know, what it wasn't easy considering the way things were in, in that 
central. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, there's a reason that Craig Council just became the highest, as Cogs is saying, the highest paid manager in baseball history. I think Joe Torre might have made about $8 million uh, a year at one point. So I'm not sure if the, the annual value is the highest ever. But yeah, at least right now, Craig Council is making more money than any other major league manager by a wide margin. I think I saw that the next highest was four and a half million yeah. or something like that when yeah. Craig Council just signed for eight million. Um, but yeah, I, I think he he absolutely deserves a ton of credit. There's a reason that the Cubs, you know, made this investment in him. And the Milwaukee Brewers, if you go back to maybe what we were saying about the Brewers coming into this season, the Brewers were not necessarily expected to like go run away with with the NL Central by a pretty wide margin. And yet that's kind of what happened when all was said and done, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, the Chicago Cubs finished well behind the Milwaukee Brewers in the NL Central and and the Brewers, I mean, there were points in the season where it looked like things were going to kind of slip away from them and it just never happened. Uh, the Brewers were, were able to, to finish the deal and win 91 games with a, a roster that I think some people had overlooked. So Craig Council, I think, makes sense. Brian Snitker had a really, really talented yeah. Atlanta Braves yeah. roster. Um, and again, like I think Brian Snitker is probably a great manager and we've talked about it on the show a bunch of times where I think the manager of the year award is really dumb and there's no way for us as writers to really have an idea of how good each of these but, guys are at doing the, the little day to day things that are so important. Let to me say job. this. It's managing, though. Right. So like in some cases, teams that have an incredible roster like the Braves and they win 100 plus games like I hate to say this, but when you do assemble a roster like that, that's more of a front office GM award maybe, and maybe the manager doesn't deserve as much credit for when they succeed, especially yeah. if they fall apart in the playoffs, which I think is another reason why that that the playoffs should be taken into consideration if you are going to give this award out to a manager of the year because managing through the playoffs is even more critical than the 162 regular game season. I will say this, though. If you're going to give it to a team that won 100 plus games, I'm going to, they're going to get they're going to fire me again, Jesse. But <laughs> why not Dave Roberts that actually had a ton of hurdles to overcome and still was able to get that team to yeah. 100 plus wins, right? No, I agree. I, I, yeah. I don't I don't even like think Dave Roberts is a good manager at times, but if there was a year where he deserved credit for getting his team back there to the mountaintop and being as good as they've always been over the last 10 year stretch, it's Dave Roberts because that team absolutely fell apart. You lost your number one starting pitcher. You lost guys left and right. You had to call up rookies. You had to uh, get them, you know, ju- adjusted to the league, all of that. But I mean, again, this is there's there's just something about the fact that people discredit Tory from being a finalist here due to uh, the fact that this team only won 84 games. And I think if I'm being honest, it's that stretch that we just, just talked yeah, about, the, the historically absolutely. bad stretch that when you talked about being 16 games above 500 down to two below, there were only teams that, that were from the 1800s that you've never even heard of in, in the same you know consideration for collapses as far as that was concerned. But uh, I just, I don't know. I, I do think, uh, obviously, the, the Marlins manager deserves all the credit yeah, for what Steve he did. Yeah, you know, Steve Schumacher is the, is the guy. Yeah, the, the Marlins, like we talked about the other day, the Marlins' expectations coming into the year might have even been lower than the Diamondbacks. And that's ultimately what this award seems to come down to year Correct. after year, is just who outperformed the expectations the most. If we are operating within that a pretty flawed paradigm, uh, which I guess we have to, then Absolutely. I think Tori Lovello like, 
probably deserves to be one of the top three guys. The fact that the Diamondbacks made the postseason and, you know, have turned things around so dramatically over the last couple of years, you could make a pretty good case that Torrey Lovello should have at least been on this list, even if he didn't win the award. Uh, But yeah, he got, you know, he he got rewarded in another sense uh, yesterday with with the extension. The Diamondbacks, you know, are keeping Torrey Lovello around through 2026, something that we said on the show yesterday that was completely inevitable. Uh, We knew that Torrey Lovello was going to be extended. I demanded this off made it a priority, in fact. Before before too long. And and sure enough, it happens yesterday. We don't know any of the any of the financial terms there. Yeah. I do kind of wonder if uh, you know Craig Council getting eight million dollars a year and the fact that Tori Lavello, uh, his team kind of ran over Craig Council's team in in the wild card series. <laughs> like, okay, well, yeah. if he's getting eight million, then I gotta yeah. I yeah. don't that's not how it works. I mean, Craig Council has has, you know arguably the best reputation of any manager in the sport for a reason. But yeah, it'd be interesting to know what, what those numbers look like for Tori. If I'm being honest, I think that if, if we do, when we do find out the numbers, I'm probably not going to be surprised to see Tori take less money than any probably deserves than the market deemed. Right. Because even though he got his team to the world series, I, I can imagine that based on his bond with Mike Hazen, that there is somewhat of a, like just wanting to stay here. Tori said in the yeah. past he wants to, you know, be a diamondback for, for the rest of his career is what he has, has said. He said he has no control over that, right, When in the grand scheme of things, but he wants to stay here for the rest of his career. Um, this is a man that for his general manager, uh, he made the promise to his wife who passed away that he would put up Christmas lights yeah. every <laughs> every year. Uh, and to the point where Hazen and, and Tori had a discussion about just leaving them up. <laughs> Tori made sure they were all wired properly and the lights went on and off. They uh, added a, a timer, time. right? They added a timer. Yep. Uh, and then I believe Mike <laughs> actually uh, turn, just turned the lights on all the time and just leaves them on all the time now, which I, uh, you know, you just, you just can't. That's like just a small example of the relationship these two have. But the Hazens are the Hazens are those neighbors now. Yeah, that just oh, yeah. lights, lights, twenty four seven lights, twenty four seven lights. But I mean, come on, Tori. Uh, the the one thing the the only problem I have here is just two years. You know, Tori I think deserves at this point more. But I understand it, and Tori is a performance based guy himself, so I'm sure he is of the mindset that this is fair. You know, just as far as keeping him near now through the 2026 season uh, and giving him that opportunity to continue to work specifically with this group of guys, including Merrill Kelly and Zach Allen, who will be here uh, during that tenure. Yeah, it is interesting that, I mean, we know that when Tory was extended for just to next season earlier in the year, that part of the logic there was getting his deal basically lined up with Mike yeah. Hazen's. Yeah. And this, this extension doesn't accomplish that. Mike Hazen, according to reports, his extension that he signed about a month ago goes through 2028 with a club option for 2029. Yeah. Torrey Lovello just out through 2026. I think there's maybe a couple different things at play there. Number one, Mike Hazen had uh, oodles of leverage at the time, uh, given the fact that the Boston Red Sox had an opening and seemed to be expressing interest. And yeah. uh, from the conversations that that I've had, it, it very much seems like that was legitimate, uh, that the Boston Red Sox did make some sort of a run at Mike Hazen, and he might have 
been able to take that job if he'd wanted it. And instead, he decided to stick here in Arizona. He had a ton of leverage in, in that situation. Sure. Tori Lovello, I mean, if Tori Lovello hit the open market, I do think he would be a very highly sought after manager. So I, I think he has a, you know, a decent amount of leverage here as well. But there's also the fact that, you know, two years ago, Tori Lovello's team lost 110 games, a situation that, you know, managers don't often they don't often see the other yeah. side of, of situations yeah. like that. Yeah, so that's true. maybe the D-backs want to see, you know, just a, a little bit more, uh, you know, before they would make like a, a macro level offer to Tori Lovello, yeah. you know, make him a, a diamond back through 2035 or something. Get, um, get us to the playoffs for two more seasons consecutively, you know, sure. or have another nice run like this or something like that. Right. I mean, that's that's the kind of stuff that makes you believe that you've solidified the right guy for the job. And that at times when you did have that 110 loss season, it was more about the roster you gave him. Yeah. Ultimately, right? they determined that that wasn't really Tory's fault. And I think that was that makes sense. That was the right call. Right. Um, but but that's, what, that's what makes him so special, right? It, like what you said, the fact that Tory was able to go from having such instant success in his career as a manager here with the Diamondbacks, uh, getting us to a point that we didn't think we were going to see that quickly to. Yeah. <laughs> having, excuse me, one of the worst seasons in team history to back here where we once again are surprised at how quickly we got back to essentially the promised land. I mean, this is, you can't ask for anything more than getting the team to the World Series besides winning it. And I mean, even that is something I think that absolutely needs to be applauded considering this year's team was not that team. You know, we're going to have a lot of discussions, obviously, about Tori Lavallo here in the future and his place in Diamondbacks history. But I think there's something to be said when you look at the Diamondbacks two World Series teams. Uh, one of these things is not like the other. Yes. One had a <laughs> tremendous amount of money spent on it and absolutely should have been where they were at, even though they were still underdogs. Uh, and, and this one that made it this past season that, I mean, absolutely, absolutely uh, probably didn't belong. They had no business making as far as they did. Uh, and, and they still did. But uh, I, I think the one thing here is, is we do have a very important update, breaking news, if you will, Jesse. I know I haven't cleared this with you, but oh. um, Tori Lavallo, for those of you that were worried about him, uh, he is okay. According to his family, he has come out of the tent. Uh, he has stopped <laughs> sucking his thumb. Uh, and our friends at Coldstone sent him some ice cream. Here's You don't know which one to eat? Mm-hmm. See? Look at that. Uh-huh. I mean, he still doesn't. He's still not happy, right? Look at that's the man of a man who's still not happy. <laughs> but, but he's starting to get over it. But he's it, starting you know? to get over it. And ice. What better way than with ice cream? Am I wrong? I mean, like, yeah, I'm surprised. You don't look like he didn't just gather it up and then take it back into the tent, which is a good sign, right? Um, but of course, you know that's Tori. Tori's a great guy, and we're just happy uh, to know that that he's doing better. Uh, he doesn't deserve to be sulking that much because this man. Uh, much like all of us as fans should hold their head high. But I'm still mad about this snub for manager of the year award. Uh, didn't expect him to win it. You know, I don't think I don't know if that was. Right yeah, and I don't even I don't know who's going to win it, honestly. Yeah. Uh, out of the three finalists. I mean, I think Skip Schumacher may be the, the, the best story again sure. with, with the Marlins and that turnaround. But Craig Council's Craig Council. Uh, Brian Snicker. I mean, the Braves are pretty good this year. I don't necessarily uh see where he fits into the conversation but i don't think it'd be egregious if he was chosen either so yeah 
Yeah, it's a it's a terrible award, Derek. It's, 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 it's what I said before. We just there's there's no way for us to accurately pick this award year after year. Uh, but Tory deserves a lot of credit for where the Diamondbacks were able to go this year, and it's unfortunate that he's not he's not getting that. We have uh, an award that does matter though, and that is one that we are pretty sure who's going to win it. It's not a toss up like the manager <laughs> of the year. Uh, your uh, machine, Corbin Carroll. Uh, is one of three finalists for the National League Rookie of the Year. And one of the other two finalists infuriates Damon beyond control. But uh, I, don't know if we're Disrespectful. To, I don't know if we need to address that. Of course, uh, Corbin Carroll, uh, to the surprise of nobody, seems to be an absolute shoo-in for this award. Uh, also nominated for Silver Slugger, which, as we talked about, doesn't seem so cut and dry as far as that goes because, again, doesn't take into account his body of work offensively. And I think that the Rookie of the Year and the records he set this year are going to make that a a, a lock for him yeah juan soto i still think might might be a bit of a problem for him in in the silver slugger race but yeah he's going to win the rookie of the year we've known it for four months i mean (laughs) it's 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 felt pretty inevitable for a long time right right when he started getting to that neighborhood of the of the 50 stolen bases and the 25 home runs it was like oh yeah if he's if he gets close to this but there was yeah there was a period of time Uh, like July into August during that terrible stretch that you touched on earlier where Corbin Carroll was really struggling offensively and Matt McClain, who was still healthy at the time, was really cruising. And I think at the time it was like, okay, maybe maybe this isn't, you know, quite locked up just yet. Maybe Matt McClain still has an opportunity to come in and snatch this award away. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kodai Senga was outstanding in in the second half. He just... Didn't didn't quite get off to the start that I think he needed to in, in order to really have a shot when it was all said and done. A bit but difficult for pitchers to win the rookie of the year as well. Yeah, right? there's also there's also that. I still think Spencer Strider probably should have won last year. But uh yeah, Corbin Carroll's gonna win this award and he deserves it. And it's about all I have to say about that. That's it's pretty clear. Yeah, there's no <laughs> we don't need to throw stats at you about that. You already know. You've been watching him all season long. But uh surprising, Zach Gallon was announced as a National League Cy Young finalist, which, uh, again, might might show a bit about how early the voters maybe set in mind that they're going to vote for somebody. I'm not sure exactly. I'm not taking anything away from Zach Gallon. I'm just saying uh, after that last start, I believe, uh, there in September, uh, I think it was September, when he pitched against the Cubs and had that incredible outing, uh, he didn't really have you know great outings. And as, as they progressed, we saw more and more him losing that grip on on being a part of that first place, you know, discussion. But uh, when you look at at uh, the guys that are there, Blake Snell just seems like an absolute lock, as much of a lock uh, as as Corbin Carroll is for the rookie of the year, in my opinion. Yeah, I was asked on the radio this morning, uh, what percent chance does Zach Gallon have to win this award? And I was like, I kind of have to say zero. Did like, I, like S- I, I think the, I said one. Yeah. Uh, well, that was your chance of winning your fantasy football game after Sunday night, right? Like, 1% wow. Yeah. Thanks for that. Um, I think that's what I remember. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even play you. Are you, are you I like don't know. You I'm just because I'm talking trash. They, they really call my team a fraud. I'm talking trash about all of you from now on. You're all under attack. <laughs> but yeah, Zach Allen is not going to win the award. Blake Snell is going to win the Cy yeah. Young Award. Uh, even though, you know, he led the league in walks and his whip is like 1.2 and it's it's not quite as pretty. Uh, his stat line is what we're used to seeing from a Cy Young winner. But when your ERA is a full run lower than the other two finalists, that's probably yeah. it right there. And that's yeah. what this comes down to. Blake Snow, I think, finished with a 2.25, something like that. Zach Gown at 3.47. Um, 
I think maybe you were a little surprised that Justin Steele wasn't I, uh, well, in I this was, conversation. Yeah, I was a little surprised. We yes. talked about this a, a little bit yesterday, which I, I get that. I, I you know, 3.06 ERA there. Uh, he had a 16 and five record was obviously a really big part of why the Cubs were able to do what they did this year, kind of turning things around. I guess it comes down to volume, maybe. Zach Gallon yeah, threw 210 sure. innings. Uh, Justin Steele, 173 and a third. Uh, he missed a little bit of time with injury. So uh, I think they kind of could have gone either way there. Um, I don't think it would have been egregious if if Justin Steele had been that in that spot instead of Zach Gallon. But I don't I don't think it's a huge mistake that Zach Gallon is in there uh, instead of Justin Steele, even though he, he didn't quite have the finish to the year that I'm sure he would have wanted. Is it a resume item to be a finalist? Like, are you putting that like as a player, uh, as part of your contract negotiations, arbitration? Yeah, all that I mean, kind of stuff? and not necessarily like being a finalist exactly, but where you finish in the voting is that, I mean, that plays into contracts all the time. Like uh-huh. if you finish third or fourth or whatever. Um, and yeah, I mean, Zach Gallon is, is going to, in all likelihood, finish in the top five once again, uh, just as he did, uh, last year and he will be it's kind of interesting if you look at everyone who finished top five last year with Zach Gallen none of them are repeating that this season yeah Aaron Nola had a bit of a rough year Sandy Alcantara had a rough year um, there's some other guys in, in there as well so Zach Gallen is the only the only National League pitcher who's going to go back to back with top five Cy Young finishes and certainly something to be said for that He's an impressive guy, and uh, he definitely gave the Diamondbacks a chance to win there in his final start of the year in the World Series, which still just sounds like a crazy uh, sentence to be saying out loud. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, we thank you guys, of course, so much for being here. If you guys have not subscribed to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel, do so now. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our wonderful shows go live. Uh, of course, if you're listening on the audio podcasting side, we appreciate you guys as well. Please subscribe there. Uh, five-star review. That doesn't judge me. Drinking beers and hosting the show would be much appreciated. But if you feel I deserve uh, the scolding, I will also take that too. Uh, leave us a like though. We always appreciate you guys being here, dropping that like. Uh, I, I think Gabby has taken uh, the, the the winter off, but he'll be back here soon to drop us a like. Uh Big shout out to our friends at Hero Bread. Like I said, I consumed entirely too much other bread that wasn't Hero Bread this weekend. Uh, And I'm still regretting it because Hero Bread uh, is so incredibly healthy uh, and has so many different options that you could customize your nutritional needs that I I really have no business spending my time eating other bread. They make sliced breads, buns, and tortillas, and they're all available on Hero dot co and amazon and of course uh like i said they give you the opportunity to not only have uh delicious soft and fluffy bread that's that's great to eat but also uh, it's high in fiber has ultra low net carbs zero sugar protein per serving fewer calories than the national leading brand Uh, they basically make an option for you depending on whatever you specifically need for your dietary needs they also have a low carb option to fit your lifestyle or dietary constraints you might have in regards to that uh, founder Cole Glass baked a hundred muffins per day before he found the perfect blend that fit uh, his allergy constraints. And I, I need video of that because that seems like right out of an '80s movie montage of him just just muffins everywhere all the time. Oh, absolutely. Where 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 were those muffins going to? I mean, I need to know. There's so many more answers that are brought <laughs> up by that story. But one thing I do know is that Hero uh, does make some incredible bread that is perfect for all of your dietary needs. So right now, uh, Hero Bread is offering listeners 10% off their first order. Just go to Hero.co and use code PHNX to save on Hero Bread today. That's H-E-R-O. Dot co to save 10% today. 
Uh, also, I know Jesse is still in the middle of, of uh, getting back to his home and, and, and learning where his home is and, and what things he does and doesn't need to do about his home because he hasn't been living there for basically the last, like, no. what, two months. So, uh, <laughs> But I, I do know uh, that he has been checking out some flooring uh, options out there. And if you are doing the same, make sure to check out Empire Today. They keep shopping for floors simple with a curated product selection. They will let you shop at home. That's the biggest thing. They uh, they use professional installers that they will come uh, and uh, advise you on everything you need. Uh, you can also check out the incredible options they have, uh, including their virtual floor designer, which is a great way to see how any new floor will look in any space. It's easy. You just have to snap a picture uh, and instantly you can kind of see how the floor is going to look in there. Uh, shopping for floors can be frustrating, especially uh, at big box stores. So uh, let the Empire Today crew uh, find you specific your specific needs. And they also service their own warranties. I've talked about that before, but it's a big deal. Uh, if an issue does arise, you want to be able to track down the people uh, and not have to go to a manufacturer or anything like that. So check out uh, Empire today. You can schedule a free in-home estimate right now. All listeners will receive a $350 off discount when they use promo code PHNX. Restrictions do apply. See empiretoday.com slash PHNX for details. Uh, well, it is that time of year. Uh, we are getting into free agent frenzy time. And uh, when I say that, I mean... Uh, you come out of the World Series when when you when you make it this far, we're told we don't really know this is new to us uh, that it's immediately free agency season, which just seems crazy. Uh, I have had one nap since the World Series, not enough naps, but uh, I, I will not sleep on free agency season because this is going to be very important for the Arizona Diamondbacks, how they upgrade from their current free agents that are leaving this team. Uh, by the way, which seems very much like a lock now for Lourdes Gurriel after we saw some of his Instagram posts and his replies to his teammates. Um, how can they upgrade and make this team better, continue on this impressive path that they set forth in this year's postseason? Yeah, so, I, I mean, there's going to be – there's a lot of different guys uh, for us to talk about, and we'll kind of gradually work through them. I know we talked about a bunch of, bunch of random uh, guys, especially on the starting pitching front in our show yesterday. Uh, but today, I want to talk about someone who I don't think we've mentioned at all to this point on the show, and that would be Jorge Soler. Give him to me. Uh, Give him to me, Jesse. A guy who I remember when we were doing our research at the trade deadline, trying to figure out who would make the most sense for the Diamondbacks to pursue, they kind of needed like a right-handed power bat, sort of, right? I mean, yeah. I guess that's sort of what Tommy Pham wound up being for the Diamondbacks. Uh, he didn't quite have the numbers that Jorge Soler did at the time. But it basically, I mean, at the time, we didn't talk about him because Jorge Soler played for the Marlins. And Correct. the Marlins, uh, much to the surprise of a lot of people, were very much in the thick of the race at that point and did not seem to be selling at the trade deadline. Hence, Jorge Soler was not available. Uh, but now he is available. He turned down. Uh, he had a, a player option that he declined uh, for, I think it might have been the next two seasons, not just uh, not just 2024 and now he hits the open market and is a free agent. And the Diamondbacks, uh, we talked about it yesterday, could add, could afford to, you know, add some thump into the middle of their lineup if they're able to do so. And Jorge Soler could be that guy. Give me that, uh, as Connor Mormon says, that Soler power. Uh, we know that's energy efficient for sure. And man, what the Diamondbacks could, you know, what they could use that power bat that, you know, when Christian Walker, for instance, uh, disappears like he did in the postseason just having a second power back because it really felt like you yeah know, like you said we, we did get some power from a couple of guys corbin 
Flex's power this season. Lourdes did. But for the most part, we had a bunch of guys at times, including Cattell, who were able to get on base, but just never having that big offensive threat. You know, and, and not only that, but just like, again, that, that guy that teams, you know, have to pitch around because every single time he's at the dish, there's a chance of him going yard, right? I mean, it just yeah. com- brings a completely different dynamic to this lineup right now that that they don't really have. I mean, again, I don't mean to take anything away from Seawalk because he absolutely was that guy at times, but you know, especially when he kind of slumps like he does, you know, teams aren't teams aren't exactly pitching around him. In the postseason, I think I heard this on on Jason Stark show yesterday. Teams that out homered their opponents went twenty five and four <laughs> in the playoffs. Homers just really matter, at, especially at that point in the season and during the regular season, too. Like yeah. if the D-backs, like we said yesterday, if the D-backs don't bring back the 24 home runs that are losing from Lourdes Gurriel Jr., you have to find a way to replace that yeah. in, 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 some, in some way. And I think Jorge Soler could make a lot of sense. If we look at some of his numbers from last season, he hit 250, 341, 512. Uh, an 853 OPS altogether, 36 home runs, 75 RBI. Bring that here. Bring that here. There's a lot of there's a lot of value there for a guy who defensively. Eh, I don't know if you want Jorge Soler playing in the outfield. Similar situation to what we talked about yesterday with Justin Turner and third base. Uh, Soler uh, did play a little bit of right field. I think it was 32 games last year for the Marlins. Minus five defensive runs saved, minus three outs above average. Not good numbers there. Oh. You probably don't want him to play in the outfield unless you absolutely have to. His his war would probably be much higher here if it wasn't for his defense. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why I don't think that Jorge Soler, for as good as 36 homers and an 853 OPS sound, I don't think Jorge Soler is is like a a total bank breaking sort of a guy. Yeah. Um. I I just saw MLB trade rumors just came out with their predictions for free agent contracts. They have Soler at three years, forty five million, which I think might be a touch high. Um. I could maybe see Soler signing for a little bit less than that, given sure. some of the defensive limitations and some of the inconsistencies throughout his career. Uh, if the D-backs were able to do that, it, it could make a lot of sense for them. I think he had a 126 WRC plus uh, this past season. There are only two free agents this offseason who were qualifying players who had a higher WRC plus in the regular season in 2023. Those two guys are Cody Bellinger and Shohei Otani. After those two guys, Jorge Let's Soler go. had the next best offseason or had the next best season. So yeah, I think it. I think it makes a lot of sense. You wouldn't want to do it with Justin Turner, probably. Uh, it would have to be an either or, because again, you, you don't really want these guys playing defense. And, and I'm not. I'm, again, I am not going to be an old guy attacking old guys. But I mean, if you are going to throw <laughs> as much money as Justin Turner, sounds like he's going to demand on the market. I mean, I would much rather pursue a 31 year old. Um, you know that that has the the accolades that Soler has. Right. Like this goes beyond his numbers. The man is a two time champion. Uh, with two different franchises, right? That experience is fairly fairly valuable to a young team right yeah. now that's trying to get back there. Uh, his power numbers are incredible, but you know he was also World Series MVP for one of those World Series. So like his value is fluctuates there depending on uh, you know based on a lot of that stuff. But uh, again, I think if you are going to open up the checkbook and pay not an insubstantial amount of money. Uh, for someone that might be the guy he's this would be his fifth team if he did uh, whatever team he joins here so I mean he's kind of a journeyman he might not be looking for a long-term big deal at this point so that might also fit the Diamondbacks 
current plan of trying to like maybe not get someone for over five years, but someone for like yeah. two or three. Yeah, I think it would be, you know, 345 is probably a pretty reasonable starting point. I, I mentioned I think it could be a little bit less, probably not a lot less. Uh, there's a reason that he opted out of what he had left with the Marlins sure. and, is, and is hitting the open market and sort of betting he, on himself. He does want that big contract probably, right? But, I, mean, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, you look at like his 2022 season with the Marlins. He played 72 games. He had a, a couple of different pretty significant injuries that were hindering him. And he had a 695 OPS. So he's the kind of guy who's still relatively young, especially compared to a Justin Turner. Um, But the fact that his track record is not particular, there's not a whole lot of consistency there that in some ways could work in the Diamondbacks' favor and making making Jorge Soler a much more affordable player than he otherwise would be. So, yeah, I think it it could make a lot of sense for the Diamondbacks. Again, it's not... It's not Turner and Soler and J.D. Martinez. Like you, you yeah. only have yeah. one DH at a yeah. time. Well, but these are all guys that make that would make some sense for them. And I mean, really, it's just about going out and acquiring that guy. I mean, I, I, I I'm not going to be mad about Justin Turner because I think he can help this team win baseball games. Not to mention the fact that, like, I don't know, uh, that man does know the Dodgers organization and Dave Roberts quite quite a bit. So there's a strategic advantage go. to having him back here in the NL West, right? <laughs> Um, but I mean, yeah, I, I think as long as they address it in some way, I, I still think starting pitching absolutely needs to big be the main focus. And uh, that, that if that involves spending less money on a DH, you know, that that would be the route that I would prefer they go. I think offensively they could figure some things out. But right now, as it stands, this team needs a starting pitcher and they need to try yeah. to f- solidify one that's uh, that's going to be an upgrade from everything they have and, and you know, bring them. You know, bring them some success here in the starting rotation. I know there's been talk about Corbin Burns. Someone asked me about that, about maybe trading for Corbin Burns. Interesting. I mean, I, I don't one more that, year for as much as that's going to cost. It's going to cost you so much in trade to get back. I'm not not interested in it. But yeah, uh, we will have much more on, of course, free agency as things develop for this team. And let me uh, let me ask you this real oh, quick. Please go ahead. If it was, I think MLB Trade Rumors has Justin Turner at one year, sixteen million. Or Jorge Soler at three and forty-five. If those if those are the two options, you have to pick one of I'm the two. I'm taking Jorge Soler all day. Yeah, easy. Yeah, easy. Okay. There's no question about that. Yeah, I there's mean, a little bit. There's a little bit more risk there because it's a three-year deal. Correct. Right. It's yeah. not uh, Justin Turner is like, all right, if it doesn't work out great, there's not a whole lot of risk here because sure. it's just a one-year contract. But yeah, I mean, Jorge Soler was a was a better hitter last year, right? There's more power in his bat than there is in Justin Turner's at this stage. Uh, and Justin Turner, if it was one in sixteen, that would actually be a higher that would actually be a higher contract value for next season than Jorge Soler. If yeah. it was three and forty five, he'd be making fifteen million a year, and uh, Justin Turner sixteen seems a little bit high to me for just one season, but. Uh, I don't know. Uh, this is how, this is the game we play with free agency I'm, every year, right? I, Where everything seems super high, yeah. and it's like, all right, well, that's just yeah. kind of what the market is yeah. now. So get used to it. I, I just, <laughs> if I'm being honest, I don't, I don't want the turnover anymore. I know we don't really want to commit to anybody, but I mean, I also think Jorge Soler isn't a guy that you're risking anything on. He, he, you know, he's kind of in the prime of his career at this point, at age 31. 31 you could argue. Yeah. Uh, you could say that so far in his career, there's been some injuries he's had a couple of seasons where he didn't play that many games but still last year at dh for miami he he played 137 games so uh i think that 
like bringing a guy that can come into the system and not just be here for one year that can kind of uh, lo- learn Joe Mather's system and, and kind of become a part of this team a bit more than just being here for a short amount of time. I think that could be a little bit more valuable. I love Lourdes. I would love for Lourdes to stay around. It's just, I feel so weirdly, like honestly in between, like I'm like, it doesn't make any sense for him to stick around. And there'll be because- trade rumors has Lourdes at four and 54. So that seems pretty high. No, yeah. That yeah. Seems that's pretty high. That's, that's pretty. And that's like I said, high. it makes sense. He's a world series. He, he, he has to right now. Now is when it, he's never, his stock is never going to be higher coming off an all-star season coming off a world series appearance. Like at this point in his career, it's hard to imagine that he's ever going to have like a better list of accolades for that resume. I was talking yeah. about earlier when it comes to those contract negotiations. Okay. Follow up question. Go, let's <laughs> so, go. I'm ready. So, I don't think this. I don't think this is the reality. But if it was Lourdes at three forty-five, oh, or Solaire at three and forty-five, which of those two guys would you rather? That's have? hard. That's hard. Um, I think that the market will have Lourdes higher, valued higher yeah, than Jorge so. Solaire. So I don't think this is a super realistic situation. Because it, mostly because of his defense, right? And again, yes. he had uh, one of the highest defensive runs saved for a left fielder, I think, in in the league. So I think I mean, he had that, the highest. Yeah, yeah, that's considerable, right? But you also have to take into consideration that we know how streaky Lourdes was, and there's a lot of times where. You know, I don't know. Everybody on this team disappeared at times, so I, I, I can't uh, act like he's the only one. But <laughs> Lourdes is exceptionally streaky. He, he kind of always streaky. has been, and he was yeah. very much that for the Diamondbacks this year, right? Like April, and I guess April, he was kind of just okay-ish, not really that great. Yeah. And then May, Lourdes Gurriel was the best hitter on the planet, basically. Mm-hmm. And then he had a couple months where he didn't hit much, and then he kind of figured it out a little bit toward the end. That's that's sort of who... Uh, that's sort of who who Lourdes is. Yeah. Have you guys uh, seen uh, Jorge Soler's baseball savant page? It's oh, hot. There's a it's lot hot. of red. Yeah, there's, there's a lot, lot of red, red there. There's yeah. a lot Pretty of red hot. on there. I'm, I'm, I might be taking uh, Soler myself there in that deal. But, of course, uh, we just want people to be happy. We want them to be in their homes. Jesse's in their home. We want to be, come here, live here for a couple of years. Don't just fly away like uh, we're, we're losing all these guys we had just for one year. But uh, speaking of homes, I want to say I'm very happy. I saw what an apartment cost one of my friends this weekend. And it once again reassured me that owning a home was the greatest decision I've ever made. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I want to thank our friends at Desert Financial Credit Union for making that possible for me. Uh, for more than 84 years, Desert Financial uh, has been Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union. It's my first bank. It's my first mortgage. Uh, and they are dedicated to creating exceptional experiences by giving back to the community and providing financial solutions that make lives better. So you can look to Dine- Di- Desert Financial for checking and savings accounts, mortgages, loans, credit cards, investment options, uh, and more. Everything, all of your financial needs. Uh, join a credit union that is committed to giving back to the community and sharing success with its members. So you can open a free checking account online and get $200 in bonuses right now. Get started by visiting desertfinancial.com slash 200. Let's get down on that, get some free money, and of course, get yourself with a trusted uh, financial institution. It's very important. I, I know at times people don't seem to have your best interests in mind when you go to like your standard bank. Uh, so that's that's very important because we, we trust those people and make sure, uh, of course, to trust Desert Financial Credit Union that they have your best interests in mind. Uh, also, uh, we are very excited, of course, for football, college football, college basketball back, right? Yeah. Jesse's a big college basketball I'm, guy. I'm... 
Azusa no, Pacific? I'm, no, I'm not. How are they going to do this year? Are they going to be in the tournament? What are we doing? Yeah, no? and they're Division Two. Oh, they have it. All right. Well, that's a little little like, different okay, situation. Okay, they are uh, good though. They're usually they're usually pretty formidable. Um, but yeah, we don't formidable. We, we don't have we don't have any uh, we don't have any basketball players that have come out of Azusa Pacific the same way that Stephen Vote came out. Yeah, of Yeah, I know Pacific. you. I just wanted to give you another uh, opportunity to talk about Stephen. Yeah, Vogt. if you ever mention Azusa Pacific, I'm going to go right to talking about Stephen Vote. Oh, well, that's see, this is the kind of fun you can have. It makes sure, of course, no matter what college you root for, no matter what person that's a manager you root for, uh, you get down on the Bet MGM Sportsbook app and you wager through their mobile application. If you sign up and you Use our code of PHNX to get yourself some free bonus bets, $200 in bonus bets. In fact, uh, regardless of your wager's outcome, all you have to do is download the app using iOS or Android, or you can go to their website at betmgm.com. Sign up with our code of PHNX. That's the important part. Once you sign up and deposit at least $10 into your newly created account, you can bet that amount or more on a standard odds bet uh, price. Once you have made a qualifying bet, you will receive $200 in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your wager. Uh, of course, sign up today. Get get ready for uh, for this weekend for football uh, through BetMGM. Use bonus code PHNX. Again, place your first BetMGM sportsbook wager through their sportsbook mobile application of at least $10. You will receive $200 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for full details and now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369-NEW YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. 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 I missed it that time. Yeah, I missed it that time. I said it to both of you. Well, we are very excited to be joined by our den mother, Chris Melton. And I know, uh, we first of all, we always thank you on the show, but we get to thank you here in person for all of your wonderful support uh, and being, I think, diehard number one. I'm not sure. Is that 00001 on our membership card? We do have a we do have a ranking system. We for do all of the diehards. Yeah. Oh, uh, don't tell them about that, Jesse. That's an internal document only. I'm not, <laughs> that's confidential. But uh, of course. Uh, for those of you that may not know, uh, Chris, at one point towards the end of the regular season in Arizona Diamondbacks game, lost a personalized jersey uh, that was very special to her, very special to me, to all of us. But, of course, uh, it was a present uh, from mom, yeah. um, Marley. So, um, and I actually asked Come on Derek, in. There's a microphone. Go I asked me. Derek <laughs> if I could come and um, just tell the story because everyone has been asking since I said I found the jersey what happened. Um, and I'll, the reason that I got it back is in large part due to PHNX and the diehards, which I'll explain in a moment. So I lost my jersey on the last day of the regular season. I immediately went to social media and be like, hey, I need to find this jersey. My mom gave it to me. It's irreplaceable. They don't even make them anymore. It became an absolute uh, an imperative for the D-backs community to try to find this this jersey and get it back to you. Yes, it yes. Did. I mean, including <laughs> the employees actually at the D-backs. They were um, tremendous. The jersey that I'm wearing now, which is actually the only jersey that I will wear, is one that was personally handed to me by Derek Hall about two and a half hours before first pitch when we... Swept the Dodgers out of there. Let's go. There Let's go. go. So that was very exciting <laughs> that he took that time, but they wanted me to have a jersey to wear. Um, it's the same basic kind of colors as my jersey. Uh, and then obviously without without the very important uh, snakeskin gradient pattern on it, of course, that yeah, was a staple 
of the Diamondbacks jerseys at that point. Controversial. Controversial. Controversial, yeah. yeah. <laughs> check, out, um, check out that ranking I got of the, of the jerseys. <laughs> Jesse's still furious that it does so well. <laughs> so then things just kind of like escalated, obviously, with the postseason. And people, I would be walking around with the jersey that I have on, and people would be like, on the concourse, you know, did you find your jersey? Did you find your jersey? Like people I've never seen, people really? I've never met. Wow. Yeah, like walking because I um, would park at the Arizona Center. The parking was a lot cheaper, and then walk over to the walk over to the ballpark. And every single time, at least two or three people that I've never seen before in my life would be like, "Did you find your jersey yet?" Like, <laughs> yeah, this no. Is, please, this keep is what looking. happens when you're on the local news talking about well, this stuff. I was wondering have... what that search helicopter. Is <laughs> yes, that's what I, I told you. To but that wouldn't more. have happened. I mean, obviously, I you know sit in my corner of Twitter. I refuse to call it anything else, and um, <laughs> you know that's my sports, my sports hub of the world and so you know i i asked for help you know for people to find it and it was mainly um the diehards and the employees of phnx that reposted it everywhere and that's how channel 12 and arizona family saw it and then from there both of them both of those networks um interviewed me about it originally and then they were there when derek you know gave this to me not me, the other Derek. Derek Hall, you know, because that, that guy. That yeah. guy. Yeah, he does add letters. So many R's. <laughs> um, so anyway, I get a message that I did not notice on October um, 27th, a Facebook message, and I didn't see it. It was a message request. So that was kind of weird because I, because of my work and stuff like that, I usually pick up on on those types of things. I got another message on November 1st. So it was going to be, turned out to be the last day of the season altogether, but it was going to be the last home game um, for the D-backs regardless. So it was exactly a month from when I lost my jersey. And it. Um, I thought the messages originally were sent at the same time. And then I went back and saw that mm. the first one had been sent yeah. on the 27th. And it said this woman had found my jersey. And I started shaking immediately. I was like, wait, wait, you found my, wait, you found my jersey? Because <laughs> I was like still looking at it in message preview. And like trying to click through things super, super quick. And then I saw that she said that she had found it. And then the next message that was sent on November 1st said that she had turned it into the team shop. So I immediately like flip out and I text my rep and I was like, you know, hey, Cole, somebody said they found my jersey and that they turned it in with like all of these exclamation points. And he immediately texted me back. He's like, I have it in my hands and I won't let it out of my sight. Let's go. Cool. And so um, it's back. There it is. Hey. This is the last time you'll see it not in a frame or something. Yeah, I so it's not going to leave my house again. <laughs> but also brought mom so you Aww, can see. Moms. There's Aww. moms that matches. I'm a fox. So, um, but this lady didn't want any of the media circusy stuff. And I found out that she, she actually found my jersey, got my jersey the day I lost it. So oh, wow. Somebody had taken it. It had fallen, I guess, and somebody had taken it and hooked it on a cement post in the right field garage. So nobody actually like <laughs> stole it. Someone who dropped it at one point. Well, someone and I picked did. it up. I thought that I probably had just dropped it. I never yeah. expected anything nefarious, but it was just crazy because Oh, I expect nefarious stuff all the time. I think <laughs> the worst been, of people. Derek has been contacting the police constantly. Oh, I've been furious <laughs> about this. Because most importantly, I was like, who wants a jersey that Since claims that you're a doula I on the know, back? Right? I'm like, eh. I think we need to investigate every doula in the city just to make sure none of them. Just so you know, all of the doulas in the city would have happily given yeah, it back to I me hope so. but they um so somebody apparently found it 
it and just like hooked it over this cement like pylon thing. And this lady that works in the right field garage, her daughter saw it and was like, well, that's weird. There's a jersey over there. And apparently stuff like that normally just gets taken. So they were surprised that it was sitting there in the first place. And so then she went and saw it and saw that it was personalized and was like, man, this has to mean something to somebody. I'm going to, you know, I'll just grab it. She was getting ready to leave and she's like, and then I'll just, you know, get it back to her. She took it home and forgot about it. And so she went to go to another game like a couple of weeks later, like a sporting event herself, because she had mm. put it with her jerseys and was like, oh, I need I really need to find who this belongs to. You know, this is the end of the season, Let's whatever. Go. And so she went looking um, first on Instagram, didn't see anything right away. So she put it in her works um, Slack and they immediately what? flooded it <laughs> with all of the social media that all of you guys had reposted and all of the stories. Ah, and that's go. how it actually ended up working its way back to me. And they got awesome. my name from that. And then that's how she found my name on Facebook to message me. Um, what a great person, honestly, to go through that much work to try so to return it. Because I like... I, I actually can understand the portion where they just put it in their closet and kind of like, like oh, I tried yeah. and then I, whatever, right? Like if this was a player jersey, there's no doubt in my mind it wouldn't have I would been, never seen you know, again. seen again. Yeah. But luckily people, at least, I mean, someone probably picked it up thinking they would grab it. And then when they saw it was personalized, we're like, mm, I'm not taking that home. That's I obviously probably could someone's. have been that kind of hero for like so many people, but I'm just not considerate enough. So <laughs> to all of the people whose like long lost items I found and not returned, I apologize. Oh, it was uh, so cool. Like, like, I, got to, I got to talk to her and she was just like, you know, I have jerseys that are special to me that I have with my kids. And yeah. when I saw your story, I just oh. really want to make sure that you got it back. And so she let me take a picture cool. with her. She won't let me share her name. I did tell her though, I was like, well, make sure you get your tickets because the DBAC said that they will give you. And she's like, she said that she left their her um, information and I can obviously follow up with my rep and make sure that that's followed through. So she's actually looking forward to taking cool. her kids to that's the game awesome. on opening day. That's so awesome. that is how I got my Jersey back. I do have it back. Once it goes home today, it's never leaving the house again. <laughs> um, I have learned my lesson in a lot of ways, but I've also learned that, um, you know, people can be amazing. There's a lot yeah. of, there's a lot of trash can humans as I call them out there, but, um, you know, everybody, including one of the producers here that helped me make a graphic and get it out there like late one night when I was like fumbling with my poor technology, (laughs) um, you know, to just that people came together. They knew this mattered to me and they were, you know, excited and everything from the New Jersey to getting mine back and how excited legitimately every single person at the d was that I got it back. Yeah. It's a big deal. Everybody else's support. I just wanted to thank you guys because I wouldn't have got it back without it. We are happy to be a part of it, and we are happy that you got it back. And uh, maybe this, maybe, maybe this good karma, uh, maybe this was a little yeah. bit of magic sprinkled on the postseason run and, and got us where we are. I just but. have visions of my mom seeing it, like on the ground someplace, and hanging it up, like seriously, kid, <laughs> <laughs> like putting it there. Well, I, uh, I, I definitely am, like normally say people shouldn't touch stuff, right? That's usually my don't touch things. Let someone that dropped it come back and get it. But who knows what would have happened if it would have gotten run over? if it would have gone yeah. like somewhere else so glad somebody picked it up and so left we it there. we don't know where exactly it was lost it's just somewhere at chase field somewhere then, outside of chase field i believe like uh, somewhere I, outside I it, of yeah chase i think field. i talked okay. it when i was heading into security in gate j i think i don't know 
The right Beautiful. field parking garage. So the right field garage is. That was my next guess. Yeah. Darn it. Yeah. I was so close. <laughs> well, we appreciate you so much. And we appreciate that person for getting that back to you, of course. Um, and yeah, we got lots more. I mean, I know you're going to be watching. I know you guys are going to be. Make sure to join her in the Discord lounge if you're not. Uh, a diehard already it is the best way to spend your money you'll get that free shirt so join us today over at gophnx.com uh, of course we are very excited to be partnered with gila river resorts and casinos now uh, nobody does it better than gila river resorts i've talked about staycations but i i, I implore you uh, if you have never had a staycation to take a staycation especially i think i need to do that you need it you need it more because than anybody i like I've but you've been, been thinking, at lots of hotels and stuff do yeah, you want to go stay I've been, traveling, at a hotel? I've been traveling all over the place and yeah. i'm like i feel like i need to, to like well, see, take time off that's to do the thing because i know right? i know you were you were you were eating at diners i know you were getting food in the airports but what you need is the fine dining that gila river resorts and casinos has to offer you need the luxury they have spas jesse you can go get I yourself think we need wow. a boys trip. Well, spa action boys trip. I think it's it's a Damon Jesse voice. Yes, a little high roll in action. Let's go. You're not invited, is what he's trying what? to say. Wait, what? No, I heard that. I didn't get. I realized. Yeah, no, I, that was. I specifically said Damon and Jesse. Yeah, it was a bring Damon your best Jesse. suit, Jesse. This yeah. isn't. This isn't going to help the fact that me and Damon are on an inevitable crash course to fight each other. But we'll uh, see if Sean can fly in. What? What is this? <laughs> my God! Yeah, that was I'll, my I'll, idea. I'll call him out. That was for my this. idea. Okay. I was the one that wanted to do the vacation. What do you? Uh, what do you think about like tow tree? Nah, sure. I'm out on toast. So like, yeah. I'm gonna go stay there by myself because they have an unprecedented level of entertainment and excitement, and I don't need these losers. I will go and have a good time, and I'll sit there and play all the slots machines. No uh, one will piss Derek off more than bringing toe tree. That's the, that's, that's the thing. true. We should bring toe tree just to smite Derek. I I've changed my mind. It's worth it. Uh, but I don't hate either <laughs> the river resorts and casinos. Uh, of course, uh, make sure to check out all they have to offer, including uh, their rooftop restaurant. Prime a Shula Steakhouse or grab a cocktail and uh, sit by the pool, which is what I want to do, which is what Jesse needs to do. So, uh, of course, you can do you at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Visit play at Gila.com for more details. Uh, and again, uh, of course, living, uh, you're sitting by the pool. You're going to Gila River Resorts. You're going to enjoy yourself. But you do need what? A good pair of sunglasses. And that's not just for sitting at the pool uh, at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. That is for any time living in Arizona. And, of course, Shady Rays is your place to do that. It's an independent sunglass company with a world-class product, just as good as expensive sunglasses with an even better lost and broken replacement plan. They told us that if you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they will replace them for you. No questions asked. Uh, I enacted that plan myself. They did not, in fact, ask me any questions, uh, except what was my shipping address. That's all they asked me. So, uh, <laughs> of course, you can shop their entire location, uh, entire collection here in town at Kierlin Commons. And if, if you don't love your Shady Rays, whether you buy them online or get them at Kierlin Commons, you can return them for free within 30 days or exchange them for a new pair. There's no risk at all when you shop. Their team always has your back. Uh, exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Well, we thank you guys again. We thank Chris especially for joining us. We thank that mystery woman for returning uh, her jersey. Of course, uh, <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter. We'll be back here tomorrow at 1 p.m. Jesse is going to go to uh, the, the GM meetings this afternoon, I believe. So we'll have some more information back from that as well. So make sure uh, to follow us. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse M. Friedman. 
Damon is dead to me, uh, but he is still the people's <laughs> producer. You can get him at Damon Dog. That's D-A-W-G. We used to be Damon's dogs, and that involves some barking, but we're not doing that anymore because I'm not invited on the staycation. So, uh, of course, uh, we thank you guys so much for your time. We appreciate you. We'll see you tomorrow back here at 1 p.m. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it is so much more fun when Tori Lavolo is your manager forever. <laughs>